came out of that hole, engaged uh, in a gun battle with officers where he was ultimately killed. In Georgia, a gay men's choir sang and vigils have been held across the country. And it's scary that there are people in this world that see sexuality, color, uh, you know, economic standing as means to divide each other and to say this person isn't like me and their life isn't, isn't worthy or isn't worth anything. John Sopel there with survivors and relatives of the victims in Orlando as the community is trying to come to terms with what happened there. Well, earlier I spoke to the BBC's Laura Bicker, who's also in Orlando, and uh, I asked her about all the new pieces of information that have been emerging about the gunman Omar Mateen, not least that he seems to have been a regular visitor to the Pulse nightclub. Well, yes, that's certainly the evidence we're hearing from those who have come to the nightclub themselves. They said that these are people who are regulars. They said that they recognise Mateen from the nightclub and they've been speaking to local newspapers. In fact, I can give you one witness, Jim Van Horn. He said that Mateen was a regular at the popular Pulse nightclub. He said he was trying to pick up people. He's told the Associated Press. He said that his friends told him not to talk to him because he thought he was a very strange person and he told the AP certainly that he thought it was possible he was trying to deal with inner demons. A very complex picture now is building of this gunman. Certainly this was a man who declared allegiance to the so-called Islamic State before carrying out the attack and yet in the past he had told friends he had allies in Al-Qaeda and then later he said he uh, belonged to Hezbollah. Both claims that the FBI investigated and found not to be true. So this will certainly form quite a big part of the investigation both by the FBI and the police. Yes, and of course uh, those groups are sort of against each other in some respects elsewhere in the world. I mean, it does kind of paint a, a picture of a confused person, certainly. And then, of course, we've got the testimony of his ex-wife, who also talked about his uh, former violence tendencies. Yes, we heard from the ex-wife earlier in the week. Certainly, she said that she had to be rescued from the marriage after only four months. She talked of his volatile, unstable nature. She thought, in fact, that he had mental health issues. His father, on the other hand, said that he didn't know what drove his son to commit these acts. And he turned around to say that at one point his son had seen two men kissing and had got very angry. So it's a confusing, it's a complicated picture that's emerging of Omar Mateen. And I think when it comes to how people here are dealing with it, I think there's a lot of raised eyebrows. What was going on in this man's mind as he took an assault rifle and a handgun to shoot 49 people? Yes, and briefly, Laura, lots of questions being asked about uh, how easy it might have been for him to come by uh, those weapons. uh, And also, he had this job as a security guard. uh, Questions being uh, asked there as well. Well, the weapons were come by legally. We know that. Uh, He had several weapons. In fact, there was a third one sitting in the car. And that is one of the questions that this country is grappling with. How do you go forward? How do you prevent future attacks? Especially as this seems that this was uh, an incident of homegrown extremism. Someone who the FBI says partially got his extreme views from the internet. So they're trying to find 
and grapple with this debate, um, how do they prevent future attacks? Is it through gun laws or is it through other ways? And that's certainly something you've been hearing from the two candidates vying for President Obama's job. Laura Becker in Orlando, and we'll be returning to this story later in the programme because I've been speaking to a former jihadi who told me that accepting his own homosexuality is what helped him turn away from extremism. I was pretty much on the precipice of committing a terror attack in my home country in the UK, in London. I was brought up as a Salafi, a Wahhabi, which is a Saudi form of Islam, and I'm also gay. And I think there was this strange kind of dynamic between the two, whereby I would kind of research all of these Islamic verdicts on what you should do if you have homosexual feelings. One thing would keep coming up again and again, be more religious. And that led me to becoming more radical. So it sounds really paradoxical in a sense, but I actually became more radical because I was gay.